Discover FX's Shogun, the official podcast available now. Every legend begins with a story. Listen and explore episode by episode the story of war, passion, and power set in feudal Japan. Join host Emily Yoshida each week with the creators, cast, and crew in this exclusive companion podcast. They dive deep into the twists and turns of the plot, go behind the scenes, and explore the real-life history that informed the limited series based on James Clavell's best-selling novel. Search FX's Shogun wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Alienware. During Dell Tech Fest, score game-changing innovations with limited-time deals on select next-gen Alienware gaming tech. New dimensions await with advanced gaming systems like the Alienware M18 laptop powered by an Intel Core i9 processor. Featuring awe-inspiring visuals, liquid cooling, three-dimensional audio with Dolby Atmos, and impressive overclocking potential. Your dream setup, amazing prices, and free shipping await you for a limited time only at Alienware.com. That's Alienware.com slash deals. Tax season is approaching, bringing potential extra cash your way. Rather than spending it all on an expensive deal filled with yada yada from your current wireless plan, consider switching to Metro by T-Mobile for no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada you don't take yada yada in life don't take yada yada from your wireless provider metro by t-mobile has no contracts no credit checks no surprises and nada yada yada stop by one of over six thousand metro stores nationwide from ufos to psychic powers and government conspiracies history is riddled with unexplained events you can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know a production of iHeartRadio. Hello, welcome back to the show. My name is Matt. My name is Noel. They call me Ben. We're joined, as always, with our super producer, Alexis, codenamed Doc Holiday Jackson. Most importantly, you are you, you are here, and that makes this the stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, it is the top of the week. It is our one of our favorite times of the week. Uh, it's the time when we explore strange news. Now, in all transparency uh my audio might sound a little bit different matt noel is as you guys pointed out in a previous episode i disappeared for a second i'm still mid-adventure but managed to find a mic (laughs) (laughs) and so uh so as you know uh all of us hate to miss any episode so i may be on and off for a just a little bit here as i sort some things out but we are still doing this amazing show. We're so lucky to have you here, folks. Uh, and as LL Cool J said, uh, don't call it a comeback. What are we talking about? You'll find out. How long have you been here? In a second. Years? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, look. People have all sorts of questions these days. <laughs> Where even are you, Ben? We don't even know. <laughs> so, so much uh, mystery. You know, Oh, geez. Well, you know, we've been at it. We've been at this for a while. You know, you get in situations. Uh, so <laughs> we we know that 2023 is a year full of questions, questions like what's going on with Tesla's or what's going on with TikTok and the LAPD? What's going on with with those eye drops? Uh, what's the real story there? And, you know, a question that our good pal and uh erstwhile guest 
Lucky Yates always asks us, like every time, can we bring back the dodo? You guys remember this? Lucky's always like he talks about it on air. He talks about yeah. his own stuff. He talks about cult, it when we hang right? out. Isn't isn't that his cult? The cult of the mm-hmm. dodo or something like that. Yeah, he has a he has a cult of the dodo. Now we know we have a lot of people listening. Doris, are, if I'm yeah, not mistaken, or okay. Phyllis, eh, something like that. We'll have to check back with Lucky uh, very soon. Yes, yeah, we're going to check back with Lucky, and uh, we know there are many adherents of uh, his belief system in the audience today, so we don't want to get your doctrine wrong, but we do want to tell you, one of our first strange news stories uh, for this week's segment is something that made us think of you, Lucky, Uh, (laughs) as a matter of fact, uh, I almost texted you, Uh, I just don't know what time it is where you're at, someone is going to bring back the dodo. At least that's what they announced Uh, on Tuesday, January 31st. um, As we record this, it's somewhere between February 1st and February 2nd. So very recently, a group named Colossal Biosciences said, we're going to bring back the Dodo. We already got funding for it because they just announced another public funding initiative, a round of investment that gives them an extra $150 million, which is not a lot when you're talking about bringing back an extinct species. Uh, And then overall, since 2021, Colossal Biosciences has made a total of $225 million in investment. However, right now, their valuation, the value that investors put them at, is over $1 billion U.S. dollars. And that's due to their previous projects, such as continuing research on bringing back one, the mammoth, get it, colossal biocide, yeah, (laughs) and then then two, uh, the Tasmanian tiger. We talked about both of these a little bit. We even had an episode on the... um, the idea of de-extinction or bringing these bringing these creatures back into the living world. Wow. Yeah. At this point, though, to set up the convo, we have to admit, right now there are no mammoths living, uh, and there are no officially acknowledged Tasmanian tigers, though there are a lot of avid cryptid hunters and cryptozoologists who believe that the, the tiger either is alive now or died out much more recently than is officially acknowledged. And that's probably true for our money. Well, Ben, the, the mind immediately goes to Jurassic Park type stuff. Uh, mm. Is this sort of like a scientific magic trick to say, hey, look what I can do? Or is there like a real reason for doing this? I mean, again, all creatures are great and small or are worth, you know, should should live. But, you know, the dodo died out largely because it was flightless and couldn't really cut it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the dodo was specifically evolved to a pretty distinct ecological niche, right? And when humans came along, they absolutely upended the <laughs> they they absolutely upended this thing. The dodo was never everywhere. It was endemic to a small island east of Madagascar. It's um, like you said, no, it's a flightless bird. It doesn't. I say this as someone who loves nature and loves all living things. It doesn't have a lot going for it in the brutal game <laughs> of evolution. So it, big it, eggs, which big might eggs. be part of why it went extinct. Sailors love them. Well, I think the big eggs might be the reason to bring them back. 
You saw all the problems oh. with eggs lately, guys. We need some giant eggs that we can mass produce, and we're gonna re- mm. we're gonna bring back dodos to achieve it. Yeah, let's bring them back and enslave them in uh, an egg uh, <laughs> industrial egg farms. That sounds like a really good use of this godlike power. Let's do an egg conspiracy episode. That's really good. Oh, we Actually, got, we need we to. Oh, it's, it's very topical. Yeah. yeah. Okay, no, that's going to be, we're, we're making it official, folks. That's going to be one of the next things we record. Uh, mm-hmm. And we got some great- Dark Brandon's on top of it. We got some great suggestions from listeners about this too. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Yeah, so eggs, maybe that's the answer. Uh, for a lot of investors, the idea of a live dodo is more important, not for the specific species. I know how cold that is, but more so because- the process of de-extincting a dodo will create scientific breakthroughs that can be iterated out to other less awkwardly specific life forms. Yep. Is that okay to say that? I'm trying to be diplomatic. That's less totally awkwardly specific. Doing okay. a fine job. And, you know, I, that was, I mean, I was joking about Jurassic Park because that's the most kind of gross consumery reason for employing this kind of science. But along the way, you do stumble upon some other discoveries and, and breakthroughs. So maybe there are species of animals that uh, would still flourish today if they were reintroduced back into the wild through a process like this. But it also kind of feels like a slippery slope thing, you know, like if if we did, would that put things out of balance in some way, you know? Right. I think if we could bring back the original bananas, like just through oh, figuring yeah. out how to do this, bring back, other, like, like you said, other forms of life uh, that have been gone yeah. for so long. Uh, what if you could, what if this is like a future reincarnation company like you could bring back Ooh. a specific individual within the species do we know more about the science ben we do we do we know a little bit about the science and we also want to be very very fair here for a lot of us hearing this today you might hear that colossal biosciences has not yet made a mammoth not yet made a tasmanian tiger and you might think it's a grift but looking at their website looking at their reporting They do have legit scientists. And, you know, it's fine to be skeptical about this, but let's not dismiss it as saying it's just a cash grab. They actually, um, the way they got the funding this time was uh, launching what they call the Avian Genomics Group. So they are clearly aware that each of these problems of de-extinction have to be tackled in a different way. If you go to their website, which is pretty slick, then... You will see information from Ben Lamb, L-A-M-M, the co-founder and CEO, uh, along with Dr. Beth Shapiro, who is the lead paleogeneticist. So they do have they they do have um, world experts in this field working on these things. As far as spinning out the future, you know that's anyone's game. It's clear that a lot of people are thinking in those long horizons, like you're talking about, Matt. They're still thinking through, like, what could happen with this? Would it be possible to make entirely new ecosystems or, excuse me, resurrect long-gone ecosystems? And if so, to your point about Jurassic Park, Noel, should you? Uh, the the big thing right now is uh, the way to explain the amount of attention they're getting now is not so much people thinking in terms of uh, science, sci-fi, space-agey headlines like, oh, we're bringing back 
the dodo. We're bringing back the blah, blah, blah. There's a little bit of PR in it, but places like the United Nations and these huge international funding initiatives, they're trying to save the stuff that's here now. Biodiversity is at a crisis point. So they're, they're saying, okay, let's, in a very real way, a lot of these powerful forces are looking at these extinct things and they're thinking not, oh, it'd be cool for me to have a pet Tasmanian tiger. I can flex on the other billionaires. They're thinking this might be, this might give us a process that we can use to de-extinct stuff that's here now that is on the way out. So we can say, you know, like, hey, whoops, you thought there were no more rhinos. Well, guess what? We just upped it to seven. Everybody be more careful next time. You know what I mean? They're trying to earn a whoopsie. It does make you think about the nature of evolution and how, you know, an advanced civilization like humanity can kind of upend that process or like, you know, escalate it significantly or, you know, speed it up. But it's like, if you think about just the, you know, the Darwinian concept of evolution, as it happened over a really long period of time with things just kind of occurring naturally, humans sort of upset that to a degree. So do we include humans in a larger view of evolution? And, you know, a lot of species are going extinct because of human intervention and mm-hmm. stupid things that we've done to the environment. Are we the anomaly? Like, should, Or, you know, if these species are introduced back, is that going to upset the balance of, uh, of, of nature? I'm going to give you, a, uh, this is my interpretation of the answers found on the website you mentioned, Ben, Colossal.com. They have a section, it asks the question, can the harm humanity has caused be undone? And below it, it says, the answer is yes. And it gives three examples of animals they would like to bring back and reintroduce into the wild and fully populate it. The number one creature here is the Florida panther. An actual mm-hmm. no sh- panther that would just be roaming around Florida. So I think what they're saying is we reintroduce panthers and other apex predators to thin the herd of humans. <laughs> that's not what they're saying. Ah, that's just what that's just oh, what my brain is. I mean, take. that's the implication, <laughs> right? Yeah, uh, like, I would not thinking, like that. The issue is that the the boffins, the eggheads, predict that by 2050 about 50% of all species of life on earth are going to be extinct on mm-hmm. the way of the dodo, as people say. And the next problem is like, there's very much a ticking clock here, right? There's a doomsday clock of biodiversity and it's arguably closer than the doomsday clock of um, nuclear war. So what we're seeing here is that I, I think the mammoth uh, project has had a lot of breakthroughs apparently, right? Because there, there's mammoth material that's been recovered. There are elephants that are relations of the mammoth. Um, Colossal Biosciences says they're going to be on track to produce juvenile mammoths, mammoth calves by 2028. But then, then, you know, we have to consider the other part. What if you learn some neat little genetic remixing tricks? Uh, and what if you can kind of you remember that uh, that DJ girl talk? Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What mash-ups. if you can kind of like, yeah, do mashups? What if you can? What if you can girl talk genetic sequencing a little bit? You know what I mean? To your point about apex predators, Matt. How about a Siberian tiger that breeds faster? Right. Yeah. Saber tooth panther. Right? How about polar bears that are cool with the tropics? 
right? Uh, cool with the tropics? Uh, <laughs> sorry. It's, I mean, I don't think, I, I think it's very far afield for us to say that there's an animal, su- there's an animal centric supervillain out there who's like, the most direct way to make the world a better place is to kill humans not with diseases and not with nuclear weapons, but with incredibly complicated genetic splices of animals from the past. A smarter T-Rex. Well, that's oh. sort of what the moral of Jurassic Park was, right? You know, play God and you're going to get got. Rhinos absolutely everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Some Jumanji type stuff here. Yes, yeah, and we know that this has been occurring. Like, look, this has been occurring in the world of fiction for quite a long time, and it's also it, it goes through these cyclical resurgences. Fiction and nonfiction are very, very closely related, more so than book publishers would maybe want us to think at times. Uh, I know we're in in odd circumstances here, and I don't want to spoil too much because I think we should say that this is not quite ready for an episode, but there's more to come on the way. So I want to end before we go to a sponsor break with one last banger piece of information. You ready? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, good, because it'd be awkward if you're like, nah. Um, okay. Strategically, it's less about the mammoths and more about the capability to engineer animals and plants. This is a quote from an outfit called InQtel, which some of us may recognize as the venture capital arm of the Central Intelligence Agency. Oh, my God. No. And we'll be right back. Is that real? (laughs) Yes. Oh, Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. (laughs) I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All my friends love it. I love that it's kid-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Hey guys, it's Ray from the Bobby Bone Show here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure ready RAV4. Let's go! Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain from the road to the hills to the trails all over. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating up to eight passengers. Yeah. 
And with available features like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer. Check out amazing national sales event deals on RAV4s, Highlanders, and more. Visit buyatoyota.com. That's buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back. But wait, wait, Ben. Uh, in, seriously? Yeah. Michelle? Yeah, we saved it till the end. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they are. Uh, they're they're throwing some cash. They're throwing some cash to uh, colossal biosciences. Of course, they are for apocalyptic type prepping. Essentially, no I don't know. I just okay. All right. Well, oh boy. Okay. For cloning, wow. I bet that was a banger of a story, Ben, with a lot of implications, and I'm sure we'll be revisiting that one in addition to an egg spiracy episode uh, in the future. But for now, um, I have a little bit, it's not lighter exactly, maybe smaller implications, but have you guys heard of this L.A. uh, kind of road rage terrorist? He's almost Ooh. like a like a serial road rager, you know, terrorizing the the city of Los Angeles, which, as we know, is is massive. Oh, jeez! So, have you guys heard about this guy? No, no. This is news to me. I, I'll tell you in my head. I'm imagining someone in a really fast truck, like a F one fifty Raptor. Okay. Yeah, you don't see a whole lot of truck. Well, that's not true. There's all kinds of cars in L.A., but uh, you know they're very gas guzzling conscious and um you know if you people are frowned upon when they have like hummers and big trucks so you see them a little less frequently and i think the emission standards are also a little more uh intense in los angeles because of all the 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 smog and the pollution because it's such a you know driving city uh because their public transit basically sucks much like atlanta so it has that in common with atlanta but yes uh not a uh, f-150 but a tesla model X has been essentially the driver of which it's not the uh, the the self-driving uh, AI terrorizing people yet, but uh, for now it's this this fellow that's, that was driving this car. Uh, numerous reports uh, of a of a guy driving a black Tesla Model X getting out of the car uh, in traffic jams, running towards other cars and smashing them with a large metal pipe. That's kind of just the common theme is this guy getting out and smashing people's cars with a with a pipe. Uh, there were probably other incidents as well because it was reported so many times that think about the ones that didn't report it. So the authorities have been looking for this guy uh, at the very least since January 11th um, when several of these reports came in, you know, um, but again, we, there, there may well be others, uh, which we'll find out when we hear about this guy's uh, history. Um, you guys can can decide for yourselves. But uh, the LAPD uh, was not doing the best job finding this guy. And apparently, by the way, um, the Tesla in question didn't have plates, uh, which is weird and a, mm. a massive red flag. And I, I've read that in a couple of places, but then I'm also seeing it not mentioned in a few other stories. So that could well not be the case. But... The point is, they didn't find the guy until a, a TikTok influencer helped, essentially, you know, crowdsourced the 
hunt for this uh, this road rage terrorist. A uh, internet sleuth is what they're being referred to as, called Tizzy Ent, um, who started sharing eyewitness news videos. Again, there were some like. I guess, dash cam footage, I think, that was making the rounds and perhaps some traffic stop light videos, but I think mainly dash cam footage because people were essentially reporting and then contributing what they had to offer. Um, but again, even with that, the LAPD wasn't able to find the guy. Uh, and this uh, this Tizzy Ent has 5.3 million TikTok followers. Um, and Tizzy Ent said that three people immediately came forward with a name, with an actual name that this wow. person then passed along to police. Uh, and this is a quote from them from um, ABC seven out of Los Angeles. It was kind of shocking to hear how much had happened, how many incidents and how many victims there seemed to be. And that just reinforced the fact that this is not okay. This guy needs to get off the road. And the person in question who was uh, taken into custody by the California Highway Patrol on January 30th uh, is an individual by the name of Nathaniel Walter Radamack. Um, he has uh, thus far been booked for assault with a deadly weapon uh, and also apparently had two outstanding warrants. Uh, bail has been set at $5.175 million and boohoo, uh, his Tesla 2022 Tesla Model X was impounded. Well, we should we should also mention, I think, uh, something important. Uh, we talked about this just briefly off air. Whenever we mention the name of someone who has been uh, charged or taken into custody but has not been convicted, we're mentioning their name because it is now a matter of public record. So absolutely. In, in, yeah, and and that's because this occurs in the United States. Sometimes when you hear us not mention a person's name, it's because the laws of the country in which they were charged or taken into custody are different. But uh, but to be clear, you know, um, like we know uh, you and Matt and I were talking about this just briefly off air, we're not doxing anybody, anything like that. And if you look at the camera footage, which you shared some of this with us, Noel, if you look at that, it's pretty clear whose face that is. And it's pretty terrifying. I mean, some yeah. of this looks like footage out of like a Grand Theft Auto game. Dude is literally hanging out the window of his car with like a mask kind of covering like a, a spandexy type mask covering the bottom of his face with his arm, a very muscular arm, I might add, hanging out the window, wielding this pipe. And then there are multiple other videos uh, showing him as well. Um, and those other outstanding warrants that I mentioned, um, well, actually, I'm not quite sure what those specifically were, but it was determined that this individual had uh, reports and convictions of attacks dating back like 10 years, including, yeah. you know, assault, um, you know, battery criminal threats, uh, things like stalking. And also th there was a specific report of uh, this person punching a woman in the face um, and blackening her eye in October of 2021. So Tizzy Ent actually referred to the person as a career criminal. Yeah. And it's insane that he hasn't been pulled over just on a routine. Where's your license? Well, plate. where's your license plate? Exactly. Where the heck is that thing? You know, that's required, right? Uh, really quickly, guys, I want to bring up this other thing that the L.A. Times mentions. They're saying that this person, allegedly this person, was also involved in an incident in January 2020 where he attacked a driver in Hollywood, it says. And then it says, it goes on, 
Uh, quote, when his car was searched, steroids and $30,000 were found. That's yeah. right. He, uh, yeah. He's juicing. Yeah, he was, well, he, and apparently I, I had also read elsewhere that he was selling them, that he was, you uh-huh. know, part of some sort of illegal steroid uh, operation. So, again, the details aren't fully filled in all the way yet, but but I think the most important detail that we do have is that this crime, like, I, I'm scared of getting pulled over for following too closely. You, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, if I was running around Atlanta, like like menacing people with a lead pipe, you'd think just the basic level of police presence would have caught me with multiple instances of this kind of behavior. Yeah, that's if we're thinking rationally, you know, and this this guy probably without being, you know, <laughs> without being expert psychiatrist, as we established earlier, uh, this guy's probably dealing with some demons uh, and taking that out on strangers. I do want to specify real quick because I know people in California, fellow conspiracy realists are going to point this out as well. He didn't have a rear license plate. They had a front license okay. plate. So Thank you. in California, you have to have one on I, on either end. Uh, so still, though, I'm thinking like the, the same thing you're thinking, Noel, and you're thinking as well, Matt, like how many, how many brushes with the law does someone have to have? There's dash cam footage of things. Right. Like why, why wasn't uh, CHP or LAPD on this faster? Right. Ooh, maybe maybe he's providing LAPD with steroids, y'all. I'm just kidding. Maybe That's speculation, and I'm Honestly. joking. It's been a long time, but I just I'm, I don't live in LA, so maybe any Los Angelinos out there, let us know your perspective. But the LAPD has had a bad rap for a long time for targeting minorities, uh, and not necessarily, you know, white folks that are out there driving really fancy, expensive cars. So I'm thinking, you know, back to Rodney King beatings and all of that stuff. So, you know, it is obviously a massive, massive metro area and you're not going to catch everybody every time. But this guy was doing this thing like a lot, it seems, and had a history. Like, why could he even he shouldn't I don't know why he could even get a driver's license after some of the uh, the types of accusations that I'm seeing here. Yeah. And then also, you know, this reminds me, we should do an episode on the idea of gangs within law enforcement, cop gangs. I've seen Training Day. Well, yeah, we've also <laughs> we've also had some of our own fellow conspiracy realists who have worked in law enforcement writing in about this. Well, in the recent Scorpion group thing uh, sure. that just got disbanded. The Georgia program, that Scorpion in Memphis, which got disbanded after the um, the horrific death of an innocent man. So police forces across the nation, obviously still lots and lots of work to do. But this is a, you know, we, we've kind of ragged on TikTok a little bit here and there. Um, but it is interesting when you see, this is the kind of thing we saw with Twitter, where people are like, at least in terms of geopolitics, coming to defend Twitter because of the Arab Spring and like, like things that social media can do that are good that law enforcement just can't do. They don't have that five point whatever million followers and on demand band of armchair sleuths at their disposal. They've got, you know, theoretically professional sleuths, but maybe they're just, I don't know. They're a little strapped. Speaking of what Twitter can do, guys, we need to do another episode. Got another suggestion for us. The Twitter files Hmm. from 2022. This is new. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably of the four of us right now, codenamed Doc, 
Matt Nolan, yours truly. I'm probably the most active on Twitter. Uh, and I've, I've seen some of the, oh, some of the speculation. Let me tell you, let me just tell you, if you're not on Twitter, uh, Elon Musk has uh, gone by the handle Mr. Twitter now mm. and is very what corporate America would call hands-on in replying to things. He's what you call a reply guy. Yeah. To the <laughs> point where it's almost, something. it's almost Beetlejuice rules. Like you don't, you could innocuously tag that handle in a tweet. And this guy who I can only imagine is very busy might show up to respond. Wow. Yeah, so, is yeah, he so that busy? Is the, I mean, it reminds well, me of like the idea. The, the guy from Smash Mouth apparently will vehemently like harass anyone that makes fun of uh, All Star uh, as being only yes. because of Shrek. That guy mm. will come for you and say, "No, All Star was a hit before Shrek." Um, mm. That's kind of what Elon Musk is up to, but which I think yeah. is a good, good, a good mission for that guy. If that must be the Smash Mouth Dharma, then so be it. But the you know on a positive note, I don't want to derail us, but on a positive note for anybody who still goes to the hellscape that is Twitter, on a positive note, the band Eve Six, whomever is in charge of that Twitter account, that's they're the guy. great. But that's the main guy. He's, he's, really he's sort of great. a known, he's so uh, cool. clever internet fella. Yeah, yeah, he's cool. Yeah, I actually saw him on a live stream um, do an, uh, a conversation with Steve Albini, who is a notoriously kind of cranky uh, and hot take ridden um, record producer. He produced like Nirvana and the Pixies and stuff like that. And he has opinions about things uh, in culture and music and whatever. And the Eve Six guy, and he had a nice uh, conversation. And it was part of, I think, On Air Fest. But. Uh, really cool guy's very clever and he um i liked his uh i liked his vibe a lot but hope this smash mouth guy doesn't come for me for talking about his dharma on air well you can't hashtag a podcast yet he probably won't come uh come with a uh lead pipe knocking the side of a car but he definitely has a tesla model x that shrek money pays that's right it's that shrek money right that's that's again there's a shakespearean almost irony to it anyhow the uh the question I think that's on a lot of people's mind, Noel, is what happens next to this guy? So he is in custody. There's some video footage. It doesn't mm -hmm. look good. The bail is pretty high. The Tesla got impounded. Do we know how this stuff goes? I can only imagine that the California court system is as backed up as every oh, other court system. 100%. Right? But I think with bail that high, he's going to be sitting there for a minute. Um, I, I'm interested in what his deal is to have a car like that, too. I mean, I guess a lot of people go into massive debt to get cars like that, even if they don't you know, have a, a income that warrants it. So but what if he's some CEO or like some tech guy or some entertainment? Yeah. I'd be interested to hear what his actual deal is. I did not do that homework uh, yet. But. Just before we go to a break, I do want to say that the song All Star by Smash Mouth was in the movie Mystery Men before oh, it was so in good. Shrek and the Tom video Waits. for it. Remember the days when there was a song from a, 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 oh, a yeah. movie and the video had clips mm -hmm. from it? So this was like they took it a step further where they actually shot new stuff with uh, Ben Stiller and Janine Garofalo and the guys from Smash Mouth. So that song was always meant for the movies. Tom Waits is great. He's in Mystery Men. Watch That's it right. for him and him and Janine. I have to I have to just do one of these uh how small the world actually is. Okay, we mentioned two things that are actually really close to our world. Janine Garofalo and the Twitter right. files, which was primarily handled by Matt Taibbi, 
Do you guys remember? Uh, that was the, yeah, that, that was the same. Did. We we did a live same show. show. We actually did a live show with Janine Garofalo and Matt Taibbi at the Bell House in in Brooklyn many yeah, years ago. It's weird. They're well, very anyway. very nice people, and I, oh, yeah. I would say to stay humble above all things, it's probably more fair to say we were also there. Well, technically, we went on after them, so they opened for us. <laughs> yeah, we uh, had like well. <laughs> rock and roll rules, baby. But listen, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back with one more piece of uh, strange news. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. Oh, my friends love it. I love that it's kids-safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, guys. Uh, can I ask you a question before we get started? Yeah. Shoot, shoot. Do you guys use eye drops regularly for any reason? Because I do. You have to tell me if you're a cop. <laughs> nah, man. <laughs> nah, nah. My eyes always look like this. <laughs> Allergies. No, no, no. no. Uh, okay, also, okay. it's not true. They don't have to tell you, so don't don't fall for that. But um, yeah, Matt. Like uh, like a lot of people. Uh, I have used eye drops not on a maybe regular basis, mm. but you you might ha- be under the weather. You might have something that causes redness or itching in your eyes, and then you typically don't even have to go to a doctor. You can just go to a local bodega or convenience store and get you know your generic clear eyes or Visine. Visine, or like, that's the one. Uh, saline solution. Exactly. Isn't that basically what it is? 
It's just sort it of is. salty water. Some of them are meant to um, be like an Lannister. antihistamine, right? So if you've uh, got something that's bothering your eye, it will reduce some of whatever that inflammation is going on there and uh, the redness. Uh, so I wear contacts. So every day I use contact lens relief eye drops. It's just stuff that's like... Ad? This sounds no, like no, no, it's not an ad. <laughs> I'm joking. It's just the way you said. So every day I use contact lens relief drops. <laughs> well, I do. And it's because contacts are not fun to wear all day because they can get super dry, right? Right. I'm yeah. constantly just dropping stuff into my eyeball. Just put it in my eyeball. Well, I'm coming <sighs> with a story today. This scares the crap out of me. It scared the crap out of me when I read it, and it continues to do so. Uh the CDC, according to NBC News, has just warned that, quote, a brand of eye drops may be linked to drug resistant bacterial infections. Yo, you is remember this those a spiritual <laughs> successor? This, this has some, uh, I think, thematic ties to the extent of the, the fungal infections yes. that have been oh. found to spread across the U.S. Lately, it's been infections and in me, infections and in Matt hanging out, reading about each mm-hmm. other, uh, just going, Ooh. oh, no. Are you watching it's The Last of Us? Stories yes. are so infectious. Oh, oh. Well, Last of Us was, was great. Uh, episode oh, that third episode. Unbelievable, by the way. The I haven't seen it yet. I'm watching it tonight. Are you kidding? I'm watching the it tonight. hasn't ruined it for you? Okay, well, it's great. I haven't seen it. It, it. You'll enjoy it, Matt. Very interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I uh, said sure. all the bacon. That's all I know about the episode. <laughs> I know he's can, in there. All the bacon sure rough, is. bro. Uh, but the thing is... Uh, this this idea of infections, can you tell us a little more about the sure. CDC uh, report? You said they named a, a specific brand or just like the idea of saline solution? <laughs> no, let's see. Well, that's what scared me because if you read that, if you read that title, it's definitely meant to get you to click on it, right? That headline, CDC warns that, quote, a brand of eye drops. So you got to click on it to find out, well, what the heck is it? Which one is it? Is it mine? Uh, it might be. Do, do they say not. They do. It is called Esri or Ezri Care, E Z R I Care, artificial tears. But that's that's a standard like thing, right? Artificial tears isn't trademarked, or is it? Uh, I don't think so. I've heard tears. I've heard of eye drops. I've heard of eye drops. Other eye drops, I think, referred to as artificial tears. But is that a trademark of, of this company? I do not think it is. I do not think it is. It looks like it was. It looks like it depends on where you go. Artificial Tears is something that is IP in Mumbai. There are other brands for sure, guys. And clearly generic because like Rite Aid has one that's just called Artificial Tears, which is sort of like the equivalent of having something that just says milk. So I think Artificial Tears is sort of a term. And it says compare to Bausch & Lomb Advanced Eye Relief Dry Eye. But it is a specific version of this. Uh, again, it's called Ezra Care. Now, this is the thing we have to talk about. This is why, for me, it's stuff they don't want you to know uh, and worth talking about. This specific brand has been identified by the CDC as being potentially linked to a small outbreak of people who've been getting these types of infections. Potentially linked. Because uh, several of the people who were infected report using this particular brand of eye drops. And the reason why it's a bit suspect to me is because the eye drops themselves, like the container, 
it's mm-hmm. very unlikely that anything was actually inside that liquid that caused the infection. The more likely culprit for infection being caused is because that particular brand does not use any kind of preservatives in it, uh, specifically to prevent any kind of bacterial growth within the bottle itself or on the bottle. So the selling point becomes the, the weak link here. Right. They, they would argue it's sort of like more holistic or no preservatives, but that could yep. potentially be the cause of the issue. Yes, absolutely. The selling point could be the problem. That's, that's exactly what you were saying. Um, it appears that that's what could be happening. I've just been reading a lot about this. It's getting a lot of coverage right now, this, this particular brand and this warning from the CDC. And it really, because it scared me about my own, uh, it says right on here, it says it's sterile. I certainly hope mm-hmm. it is. But anytime you've got stuff entering your eyeball like that, uh, it has to be, you have to be really careful. <laughs> and like, that's why you're always told if you wear contacts, wash your hands thoroughly before you take them out or put them in. Because if mm-hmm. any stuff gets in your eye, it can be super bad news. It's like pink eye. I mean, that you get that from impurities or, you know, fecal matter and stuff getting into your eye. potentially. Exactly. It's just, it's a very, it's a very vulnerable entry point for the human system. It's not just the window to the soul. It's also the window to like your nervous system. Right. Because the, I mean, think about it. Like your, your mouth, if you're human, has a lot, has some of the strongest muscles, right? In your body to clamp down, right? And uh, your nose has this whole, uh, this whole winnowing field of hair and snot to try to stop stuff from getting in there. And your eyes have tears and they have lashes. <laughs> Wait, hold on. I just love Was that a lashes. It's true though, because you know, that's what like eyes are a very sensitive part of human anatomy. And they're one of the most necessary parts too. Like the, the reason they're allowed to be the way they are, right? All soft and squishy and pretty easy to reach is because humans rely so much on sight, you know, and haven't quite evolved to the the level of having something better just because for many people, their primary sensory source is visual. Yes. Right. And I mean, that's why it's so important to wear eye protection when you're working with like chemicals or, you know, in a wood shop or industrial kind of situations because they're wide open. Literally and and figuratively, and your lashes aren't going to protect you from a piece of shrapnel shooting at you. Very true. So I've got a question, Matt. When okay, so if people are getting infections, uh, and the and the vector is the eye, the eye drops going into the eye. Does that spread to the rest of the body? Does it stay in the eye? You know, is it like a is it like a pink eye thing, or is it like a more once we're in the system, we're everywhere kind of deal. There's a potential for spread uh, depending on how strong your immune system is, right? If you're immunocompromised, there can be a real problem and it could spread. It could be as bad as you developing sepsis where the bacterial infection gets into your bloodstream, uh, which is probably just one of the scariest potential things that could happen to you, uh, to anyone, is to get a sepsis infection. Before we get too carried away, guys, I know we kind of jumped pretty far forward pretty quickly. Let's read directly from this reporting by Erica Edwards for NBC News. She writes, 
One person has died, and at least three others are left with permanent vision loss because of a bacterial infection possibly linked to this thing. Um, And this is according to the CDC. A majority of those affected reported using this specific EzraCare Artificial Tears eye drops product. Just a majority, and again, self-reported that they used it. And Erica and NBC take great pains to say, look, the infections have not been definitively traced to this product, but they are recommending that everybody stops using them until this investigation is concluded. Better safe than sorry. Definitely better safe than sorry. And they're saying there are at least 50 people in 11 states within the United States who were infected with this thing called Pseudomonas aeruginosa, which is, again, an antibiotic-resistant bacteria. Uh, The real scary stuff that you can't just take the antibiotics and it'll go away. You You probably have to do IV antibiotics, and you have to catch it before it spreads too far. So you might be looking at hospital time. Yes, definitely. I'm going to give you the states right now. Colorado, California, Connecticut, Florida, New Jersey, New Mexico, New York, Nevada, Texas, Utah, and Washington. And one of the primary reasons outside of the self-reporting that that uh, particular eyedrop is being targeted is because it is sold in all of those places pretty ubiquitously in places like Walmart, which is one of the reasons, you know, it's getting distributed across the whole country. And then you get to the idea of, will there need to be a massive recall of some sort? Like, how do you, how do you roll back the wave? But they, they just still, they still haven't found a direct link yet, right? Or no publicly no. announced one. They're just seeing a correlation, not necessarily causation. Exactly. Uh, exactly. I'm going to take us back to the beginning before we end here, guys. The reason why it's so dangerous to not wash your hands before and after you handle one of these things, I'm showing you an example. If you pop open the top of this thing and your fingers touch this applicator area, like right where the liquid comes out of, and you've got this type of bacteria on your hands, which is unfortunately very common. If you've got a preservative-free substance inside that bottle, it could get in there and then continue to grow. And like basically your whole bottle is infected and every time you drop it in, you're dosing yourself and whether or not that first dose becomes an infection within you or the second dose or third dose, if you continually use it, there's a much higher chance that you're going to be in in big trouble. So this is good to know. Again, this hasn't been proven, but this is one of those stories uh, that should take you to your own medicine cabinet or counter in your bathroom, just to, just to check. And, and Matt, I really appreciate the point the, about the importance of hygiene because when I was using contacts quite frequently, it's so easy to say, oh, I'm, I'm in a hurry, you know, I'm going to be completely 100%. I'm going to keep it 100%. I had some of those, uh, I had a couple of eye drop situations where I was like, well, there's little, there's a little uh, fungus of some sort there on the edge, the but I had to, I, I had the cap on, so I'm just gonna like put it in my eye in a in a non fungus way, and that'll be good. Uh, but this this could lead to some very very dangerous stuff. Well, yeah, I, I've had situations where a contact falls out, and I haven't washed my hands or anything. I'm scrambling to find it. I find it, and I don't have contact yeah. solution, so I pour some water on it, which is not just give it a good blow. Yeah. Just throw yeah. it back yeah. in. 
But it's like Nintendo's cartridge style. <laughs> Matt, I don't want to freak you out, but have you ever had anything like a you know a particle stuck under yeah. your contact in your yeah, eye before? Yeah, that I sounds horrible, dude. Ugh. it's the worst. Yeah, it's not fun. It is really not fun. <laughs> hey, LASIK, hit me up. <laughs> LASIK, hit Matt up. Yeah, you can also see stories of people who figured out they were wearing as unrealistic as it sounds, double contacts, like yeah. contacts yeah. over contacts. Yeah. Uh, con- contacts were a horror show for uh, back in the day uh, before they got soft contacts. They had those, uh, what are they called? Gas permeable ones. Those terrified me. Yeah. I don't They're like, like it. hard little irises. Yeah. You just pop them on. And <laughs> hey, yeah. don't bleed. Hashtag blessed to have 2020 vision, y'all. I don't have to deal with any of this stuff. It sounds terrifying. Eye stuff is really freaky to a lot of people too, just in general. Like in movies, yeah. you know, people it's getting stabbed in the eyes. It. Yeah. Oh, so that's blessed. the way I put it. The eye is an extension of your brain. Right. And it's just sort of out there in the air. Yeah. That's why. <laughs> so, so keep those, take care of them, treasure them. You know what I mean? Um, of course, they are not necessary to life. There are many, many people who are considered legally blind or have vision problems, who are listening to the show now mm-hmm. and doing absolutely fine. But you've got to take care of what you have, I think is the point we're saying here. Absolutely. If you want to read the official CDC statement about this, the warning, you can find it. I, I found it at aao.org. That's at least what NBC linked to. Uh, title is multi-state cluster of VIM and GES, blah, 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 blah. So you just put that in maybe multi-state cluster. It was issued on January 20th, 2023. If you want to read the official response from Ezra care, you can find that at EzraCare-info.com. And if you want to learn more about this specific type of bacteria, you can head on over to the national library of medicine where you'll learn that this is the same bacteria that causes folliculitis when you get into a, an old hot tub. If you rented a place, like maybe a cabin or something, like this guy does every once in a while. Uh, mm-hmm. Same bacteria. It just doesn't become a big deal. Are you building into like a Howard Hughes thing? What do you mean? Are we, uh, like, are we getting to germaphobe territory? Maybe. Nice. <laughs> I'm with you. It's, I'm with you. We should also do a Howard Hughes show because I've been I've been thinking a lot about this too. In places where I'm just going to be honest, people are a little more conscious of pandemics. Sure, uh, have been for a long time. I mean, how yeah. often have you been traveling? You know, through Atlanta, uh, the airport, and seeing people from other countries wearing masks for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Atlanta Airport Customs is like, hey, everybody, please spit on your hands and give them a good wipe. Before you get to the front of the Gross. line, just uh, to make sure everything's no. cool. Uh, this this stuff is important. Uh, I would say also dash cams are incredibly important. If you can afford one, they are less and less expensive and they are more and more crucial, not just when someone is unbalanced and swinging a pipe at you, but if you happen to get in a fender bender, et cetera, et cetera. It's great to have them on the front and rear of your car just to be safe. Uh, and then also tell us what you think about the idea of de-extinction. We asked about this earlier. What animal would you bring back? No rules, just right. I feel like that's a logo for some, that's oh, a yeah. tagline. Yeah. Is, is that a tagline for a company? Yes. No rules, just right. I don't know what it is, but it definitely it's is. It's something. But- 
Okay, well, what if we add that to uh, de-extinction? Tell us what animal you would bring back and why. We cannot wait to hear your answers, folks. We're going to be coming back to you uh, later in the week with it's some more messages. It's there Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> okay, if you Outback ste- if you own Outback Steakhouse, what animals are you bringing back? And what are they going to be on the menu? Oh, gosh. Okay, so we're going to call it a day or a night on this one, and we will return in the near future. In the meantime, you might be saying, I've got some stories to share. I've got some leads. I've got some suggestions for new episodes. We want you to be a part of the show. We can't wait to hear from you. We try to be easy to find online. Well, yes. Why not just reach out to us on the internet? We are Conspiracy Stuff on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Conspiracy Stuff Show on Instagram and uh, TikTok. Yes, we still have a book. It's still called Stuff They Don't Want You to Know. You can still buy it. You can even get the audiobook. Why not do it right now? And while you're doing that, you know, you can walk into your favorite local bookstore, something like that. You've got, you know, you're, uh, <laughs> you're installing a dash cam in your car and you just, you got something on your mind. You want to tell us you, you don't have uh, time to, to fall for the dopamine cycle of social media. Why not just give us a call directly? We're 1-833-STDWYTK anywhere in the world all around the world, 24 hours a day until the lights go off and we get black bagged. All you have to do is give us a ring, then you will have uh, three minutes. They're yours. Go wild. Go nuts. Tell us what's on your mind. Get that burden off your soul. (laughs) Share a message with your fellow listeners. Most importantly, tell us whether we can use your name and or message on air. And if you have other stuff you want to throw to us, uh, we love it when people write it all out. We read every email you get. All you have to do is drop us a line at our good old-fashioned address where we are. Conspiracy at iHeartRadio.com Stuff They Don't Want You to Know is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. 